Oh, praise the name of Jesus indeed. Before we get started this morning with the sermon and before the children are dismissed to Children's Church, please pay attention to this quick intro video. It's only one minute long. Hallelujah, yes, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Welcome to the most wonderful celebration of the year. Today we celebrate together the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. More than 2,000 years ago, God's plan of redemption altered the world forever. The power of sin and death was broken through the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That first Easter morning, death was defeated. True life, true life now may begin through him and him alone. True life, spiritual life, God's life and love triumphed. Today is the culmination of the events of Holy Week. It began with Palm Sunday and went through the whole week. Friday night we celebrated and we talked about Good Friday and we talked about the three crosses, the modern cross the Roman cross, and the cross of Jesus. But today we celebrate, we celebrate the sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross and that he didn't stay there. He also didn't stay dead. He didn't stay in that tomb. He rose victoriously, living and reigns with the Father in heaven now today. <clears throat> you see, Jesus is alive. And through his resurrection, we come alive to his power to change our lives. Yes, there is life-changing power in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is life-changing power in Jesus. You may be thinking, though, I don't know if I have the power to change. I don't know if I have the power to change my attitude or my outlook on life. I don't know if I have the strength and the power to continue on in this marriage and to change into who I have to be. Or I don't know if I have the ability to break these addictions or to break these, these unhealthy, toxic issues in my life. I don't know if I have the ability and the power to truly forgive and reconcile with these people in my life who have hurt me or power to love my enemies. I don't know if I have the power to live the life Jesus is calling me to live. I don't know if I have the power to change my life. <clears throat> well, the good news today is that you don't have to have the power to change and transform your life, to become a new creation, to live the life Jesus is calling you to live. Because Jesus has the power. And we see the power in the resurrection of Christ to also resurrect and change our lives. 
Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth in the flesh to live among us, to show us how to live. And then he took our sins upon himself and died for them on a cross, defeating the power that sin and death had over us by raising from the dead three days later. And as a result of the resurrection, through his resurrection power, we have the power to live with victorious and abundant life. That's the main idea today. The main idea is simply this. Through his resurrection power, we have the power to live with victorious and abundant life. Simply put, simply put, Jesus' victory over sin over death, provides life-changing power. Provides life-changing power. You see, the power to have a changed life, a new life, is found in God. Through Christ, the risen Lord, as your Lord. And it's because of this, through this, that we live victoriously with the knowledge of the abundant life we have. Came back to my notes here. The power to have a changed life, a new life, is found in God through Christ, the risen Lord, as your Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it is because of this, through this, that we live victoriously with knowledge of the abundant life we have. This is what Easter is all about. Easter is about Jesus and the powers of resurrection to provide life, abundant life, victorious living over sin, death, forgive, and, and to provide forgiveness, redemption. Through him and him alone. Excuse me. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, a man who actually persecuted Christians and then experienced radical life change through an encounter with Christ, knew that his life depended on Jesus and the power of the resurrection. Listen to what he said in Philippians 3.10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes, I want to know Christ. Christ, yes, to know the power of the resurrection. That was the goal of Paul's life, to know Jesus and to know the power of his resurrection in his everyday life. For to know Jesus equals to know his power. To know Jesus equals to know his power. Let's say that together. To know Jesus equals to know his power. Paul's ability to get through everyday life circumstances every day was dependent on Jesus and his power living through him. We also must know this power that Jesus provides, the power for new life, the power to live life. Paul wanted this power of Jesus for his friends also. Listen to how he prayed for his friends in the church of Ephesus. He said... In Ephesians 1, 19 to 20, I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power. God's power for you, for us who believe him. <clears throat> this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. What a powerful verse. But think about this. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead and now gives him the ability and authority rule over the universe is available to you and me now. The Greek word for power is the word dunamis, or some people relate this to the word dynamite. To have the power of the resurrection in your life is said to have dynamite-like power, explosive power, 
but not just explosive power to destroy, but explosive power to create in a place where nothing else could. And the Apostle Paul said, I want to know this. I want to know this. He's, he's saying, give me a piece of that. You see, it's my goal in life to know Christ and to know the power of his resurrection, he says. And he prays that we would know it as well. The good news of Easter. The good news of Easter is that Jesus not only died for your sins and offers you forgiveness today, but that same power that raised him from the dead 2,000 years ago is available to change your life right now. There is power in the resurrection. Jesus' resurrection power provides forgiveness and new life, but also the power to live a changed life every day. What is the resurrection power? It's the power to cancel out past, present, and future sins. So many people walk through life carrying around the weight and burden of their past failures, their past mistakes, their past sins. They become overwhelmed by regret over the past. Well, when I say cancel out your past, I'm not talking about denying it or saying it never happened. It's still there. And that's a learning lesson for us to prevent us from going back to it. But cancel means to eliminate, to remove, or to delete it from your present and your future. Have you ever gotten halfway through a project and thought, man, I wish I could start over. This is not turning out the way that I had planned. Well, a lot of people feel that way about life. I just wish I could start over. I've made so many mistakes. There's so many failures, problems, and bad decisions. How could a perfect God forgive me for such things? I just wish I could hit the delete button and start over. Some people can't seem to let go of their past. And as a result, they let their past control their present and their future. They live in a constant state of regret, of depression, of frustration, of anger. They continually second-guess themselves in everything they do. Well, God says that's unnecessary. That's unnecessary. Say that to your partner or your, your person beside you. Say just, that's unnecessary. <clears throat> you don't have to walk around with the heavy load of guilt, old hurts, painful memories any longer. But how can that be? Well, listen for a moment to what has happened as a result of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Paul said in Colossians 2, 13 to 14, you were dead, were dead, not are dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. But then God, then God, then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us. And took it away by nailing it to the cross. Let me say that again. Christ has done away with the record of charges against you by nailing it to the cross. He forgave all our sins, this scripture says. What is sin? Well, sin is an archery term, meaning to miss the mark. But sin doesn't just mean to shoot and miss the target with our lives. It means to turn our backs and shoot in every direction except the target, one said. We completely ignore the true target of pleasing God with our lives, living according to his ways. And we set our sights on seductive targets that don't save or satisfy. They actually make us feel more miserable and more empty. But here's the good news. <clears throat> God offers complete forgiveness. God offers complete forgiveness. Say that to the person next to you. God offers complete forgiveness. 
He says that he cancels every record of the charges against us. He forgives them all. Say that. Say that next to the person beside you. He forgives them all. He forgives them all. The words that God uses in the Bible to describe how he forgives us are words like blot out, wipe out, washed away, canceled. That means our sins are not only forgiven, but they are gone. That doesn't mean Jesus doesn't know the sins that you have committed. Jesus knows your sin and need of a savior. He just didn't come to rub you in it. He came to rub it out, cancel it, and forgive. John 3, 17 reminds us as he says, God sent his son in the world not to judge the world, not to condemn the world, I like that better, but to save the world through him. I was thinking about this this week, and I was thinking about a favorite toy growing up, which is an Etch-A-Sketch. You could draw something with the little knobs, and when you messed up, what did you do? You flipped it over, shook it around to wipe the slate clean, and then you started over. The Bible says that God has the ability, because of Jesus, his sacrifice, his death, his resurrection, to take all the messes and sins and regrets of our life, to shake them all about, wipe it clean, and allow us to start over with his guidance, with the Lord, with the Savior. And that happens at the moment we trust in Jesus alone to be that savior of our life, to be that hope, to be that Lord. But it gets even better. Jeremiah 31, 34 has some amazing news. It says, for I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sin no more. God, who made the whole world and everything in it, chooses to forget your wrongs against him, to forget your mistakes against him, to forget your sins against him, your past failures. And when you come to him, when you confess your sin, he forgives you. And follow him as Lord. He cancels your past sins and moves you to a new life, a new life filled with victorious and abundant living. Let me hear you say that, victorious and abundant living. Victorious and abundant living. For those of you who are here today and have received Christ at some point in your past, but are limping through life in sin, the same thing applies. You can come back to him. And when you come back to him and confess your sins and ask him to forgive you, he receives you, forgives you, wipes the slate clean and cancels your sins off the record. But how can God do this? Why would God do this? What is the basis for this kind of forgiveness? Pastor, this is craziness, you might be thinking. I don't deserve this, you might be thinking. Romans 8.1 tells us, There is therefore not, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's not because of us. It's because of Christ Jesus. It's because of him. When Jesus died on the cross, one of the last things he said from that cross was, it is finished. You see, there is power to change lives here, power to change lives through Christ. Greek, in the Greek, those three words, it is finished, are actually one word, which literally means paid in full. Our debt is paid in full. God says that's, that's what Jesus did on the cross. He paid for every sin you've ever committed. He stamps paid in full across each one. And that's why there's no condemnation for you. He canceled our past sins and failures and mistakes. And in this power is found life-changing power. It's a power to give you a new identity. 
What's an identity? Identity is something that defines you. And in our culture, we define ourselves by many things, things like our race, our religion, our political party affiliation, our sexual orientation or gender. We find our identity in our occupations, our hobbies, or maybe where we went to school, or even in our looks, our clothing choices, or whom we're dating or married to our families. Sometimes people have hidden identities, bad identities that shape their lives as well, their decisions, such as addictions, weight issues, health issues, living with labels like adopted, divorced, or poor, or rich, or maybe they don't feel very smart, or they don't feel wanted. Identities are so much about what we do, what we've done, our success and failures, and what others have done for us. But the great news of the resurrection is that the resurrection brings about power to change all that. Because of Jesus conquering sin and death, we don't have to be defined any longer by our sinful failures, past mistakes, or even what others think about us. Our identities can now be shaped by God's success in conquering our sinful failures and his ability to give us new life. Say that with me. New life. New life. When we come to God and put our faith in Jesus Christ alone as our Savior, receive his gift of salvation. Look at the words he describes us as. He uses words such as friends of God, blessed, loved, new creation, saint, disciple. And John 1.12, one of my favorites says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Did you catch that? God's life-changing power makes you his child. This is your identity. Let's say his child together. His child. You are his child. I am a child of God. Out of his grace, he has adopted me into his family. I am his and he is mine. Praise the Lord. You may be thinking, how do I know this to be true? How do I know this to be true? Well, 2 Corinthians 1.22 tells us that he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the, at the first installment that guarantees everything he promised. What this means is that you can let go of the image of yourself that is not from God. You can stop accepting what others have said about you, how others have labeled you, how you have labeled yourself, and how others have defined you. And you can start believing that God, what God says about you. You are his child, and he is your father. That's how he defines you. That's how he defines you. When you're a child of God, you're not defined by your feelings. You're not defined by the opinions of others or by your circumstances. You're not defined by your successes and failures. You're not defined by the car you drive, the money you make, or the house you own. You are defined by the God of all creation and God alone. And he identifies you as his. You are who God says you are, and no one else gets to have a say in the matter. Tim Keller once said, Tim Keller once said, because of the power of his resurrection, you are now identified with Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord, and you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you. He has given you a new identity, and this power is life-changing, but not just to give life but to help you live victoriously, abundantly, every day, and forever. 
God's life-changing resurrection power has the power to fill you with strength to face challenges and live victoriously daily. That means you can face each day in the strength of a risen Lord, regardless of what happens to you, whatever difficulties might face, whatever curveball life may throw at you, you have the power to stand with hope. Galatians 2.20 tells us, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you live that way? Do you live that way? Think of the prospect of having a risen Jesus living his life out through your life. The possibilities are endless. Endless. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That means the Holy Spirit of God, the one who was involved in creation, the one who came upon the disciples at Pentecost like a mighty rushing wind, the one who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, has been given to you for daily life. Yes, we have power. Life-changing power within us through his power, through his power, we live both victoriously and abundantly. And through the power of the resurrection, a risen Savior, we also have the power of hope for all your tomorrows. We need not fear death. Instead, we say, death, where is your sting? We look forward to a forever life with God. Let's work to conclude here. Here's a great promise. The Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. That nothing, not trouble or hardship or danger or anybody, anything will be able to separate you from that love of Christ. Paraphrasing Romans 8, 38 to 39. You see, we serve a resurrected Savior who still operates in resurrection power today. And he promises to fill you with that same power to give you strength to face the challenges of each day. We have life-changing power in our life through his resurrection, through Jesus. You see, it's, the resurrection is not just an ancient event. It's a relevant event still today. The resur resurrection of Jesus matters. Christ is alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Many of you here are desperate to make a change in your life. Well, because he is alive, he gives you the power to change. He will give you the power to get started. And he'll give you the power to keep going. Commit to him a change today. Accept his life-changing power. But remember this truth. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. You can't do it on your own strength. You don't have the power to do it on your own. You were not made to do it on your own. You were made to depend on God. Look to Jesus. Let go of your past failures, your past mistakes, your current issues, and follow Jesus. Trust Jesus. Depend on Jesus. He alone has the life-changing power, and he wants you to have it. Jesus Christ offers forgiveness, redemption, hope, he offers you a chance to start over. Don't be known as a failure, a loser. Accept a new identity. Know your new identity. Be a child of God, loved and forgiven for all eternity. I conclude with saying this. 
The resurrection means that no institution is too hopeless. No situation too hopeless. No person too hopeless. No problem is too big for Jesus. No problem is too big for Jesus. And he's still in the resurrection business. And he has the power to change your life. Please pray with me now. And I invite you, if you've never asked Christ in your life to forgive you, to help you, if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord, to be your Savior, do it today. Pray with me now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the power we have in the resurrection. Through the power we have in you, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for going to the cross for us, for dying for us, for being an atonement for our sins, Lord, for creating peace with us, with the Father in heaven, with God. Lord, we thank you for then being victorious over death, victorious over Satan's schemes, victorious over sin, and giving us forgiveness and a new way to live, creating hope for our every day and for our tomorrows. Lord, we pray now, please forgive us of our sins. Show us the way. Be our Lord. Guide us. And may you be glorified. May you be glorified. And all God's people said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let it be so, let it be so, let it be so. If you said that prayer, if you said those words, confess those words for the first time today, come see me. Let me know. Let somebody know. Let's celebrate with you. The angels are celebrating heaven and so will we. Thank you. God bless you. Please stick around for the brunch today.